Hi, and welcome to 50 File. This is Colleen. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Gosh, we had some technical difficulties today. Doing Zoom, even though everyone's doing it now just for social and familial reasons during COVID and all the craziness, it still can be a techie kind of absurdity every now and then. Well, I'm going to throw you all the kudos. I am technically deficient and Cindy <laughs> has a natural ability and patience that I don't have. So she walked me through. Every time I do it, Cindy, it's different. I know we share the joining it of the meeting and then the hosting of the meeting, but the little details for Colleen just get messed up. So thank you. And oh, prior to that, I owe Cindy a big apology. Okay. So for everybody who can relate to this, I always bring my cell phone with me and I really do pride myself on being on time for events. And today I did not have my cell phone and I was, I was, I didn't even know I was running late to be honest with you. I ran home and I didn't, Cindy and I had a scheduled event at three o'clock, but I got to my place and I'm renting a place. But when you lock the door at night and then you open it from the inside, Cindy, and you go out and shut it, it automatically locks very different than, than my normal home. So I ran back here knowing I was close, no doubt about it. I knew I was close to three, but I was going to make it. If I was 3.05, I thought I'd be late. Well, we just okay. had our podcasting scheduled for three o'clock yeah. and all of a sudden it's like 3.20 and yes, she's late. And, and I I'm usually the one who is kind of bothering you more. You're right. It's not like me. No, you're not late ever, and you're really am, on top of our. Well, you're really on top. You, Colleen, gets credit for keeping Fifty Five <laughs> running on a weekly basis. I'm more biweekly, and well, she's I'm kind of that girl. And then you're good at the techie stuff. So I'm sorry. So what happened was, without myself, when I I come back here, I go to open the door, which is always open, and it's locked. And I have this little under my mat. I always have the extra key. But with COVID, I've had my children home, my adult children. The key was not there. I had to go find it. So. Here we are finally sitting down to podcast. So welcome everyone. And I'm here we go. I'm happy. Oh, to see you're feeling flustered. And I, I feel am. Bad. And it's so cute I because it's interesting. Colleen and I have known each other for so long and we have a closeness that almost verges on sister. I say almost, and I would say completely just so I could share her mother with her as a <laughs> full blown daughter to Pat Ferris. But I um, love that. But like Colleen and I also, though, as close as we are, we know each other so well. We also have totally separate friend groups. We have some that overlap for sure. In fact, many. But we also have our separate lives. So it's weird. But we also know each other so well that she thought that, you know, I never mince words. So I was a little myth that she was late today. Not a little. And especially because Charles <laughs> threw her under the bus. I have never texted Charles with, where is Colleen? I need her. And he's like, she's at a luncheon. He totally threw her under the bus. He should have said, she's at a luncheon, but she's miserably late and feeling terrible about it. No, he would not have known I was even podcasting, Cindy. And I knew that he texted you. He told me when I got home, I'm like, I can't get in the door because he was asleep in the no, other room. I know, but it just sounded inadvertently. It oh. was hysterical. So oh. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's blowing me off for luncheon. Colleen could tell that I was kind of bummed. So as soon as we talked on the phone, she got her phone out of the bathroom. She got her doors unlocked and everything. She's like, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. And she could tell I was kind of not happy. So she immediately says, let's reschedule. Cause she does not want me to do a podcast with even the slightest bit off. <laughs> she knows me so well. Incredibly well if if I know you're mad at me or you think actually you were, you had an impression of something that I was doing that wasn't really all, it wasn't the real story. 
I really was trying to, you thought I was being inconsiderate, which I was not. So I would have felt uncomfortable that usually we have this great rapport, but let's face it, right. everyone. No, it's when there's smart. a part of you that is not happy, like this is one of the things about me, Cindy, and I've had it happen this week on a different note, and I'm not going to say the details, but I was a little upset about something. I honestly don't know how to fake it. Like if I'm really upset or if I knew I let you down, I don't know that I could have just casually talked to him and like, oh, hey, and how are you? I can't really act that out. It comes from the, like my heart. So well, I, I think it's a, function, it's a function of you knowing me so well. You could tell that there was this little piece of me that wasn't totally happy. And so you're like, we're canceling. Let's reschedule. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I promise. And then we talked more and we sorted it out with under five minutes. We're so much quicker in communication, the two of us, when there's a glitch than we ever are with our tech abilities. This technological debacle today took us a half an hour, but the other took us, the, the personal stuff takes us less than five minutes. But it was just cute that you could tell that I wasn't totally happy. Okay, so go back. So you had something tick you off unrelated over this last week. You have to give us a hint. Okay, um, I'll give you a little bit more information without giving you too much information. Well, you don't um, want to out anyone, but I want to know who, who pissed you off, Colleen. What happened? Uh, no, no, it was actually, it was something, believe it or not, I'm going to reveal, maybe reveal too much. It was something regarding um, one of my children. And you know what happens as a mother? We all do it, I think. And if we don't, I mean, kudos to you because I don't know how not to take things to heart I actually feel more pain for my children than I do for myself. So something didn't go quite right. And there was a miscommunication. And in some ways, maybe you found this. Have you ever found that your child has, it's not that they have more maturity. It's just that they can let things slide or they move through things quickly or quicker than you do. But what happens through their sadness or their disappointment is that they're leaning on, like they're leaning on you and telling you what's happening and you're spending days working through something. So I'm holding on to all their disappointment and heartache. And then after I'm like sunken down with all that emotion, I'm supposed to snap back up at it. So what happened was this was a very good friend. And I of know most, your kids. Uh, yes. And most people would have ignored it because I know deep down you should just ignore these things. Right. But this was too important and too important of a relationship that I feel so lucky that somehow, Cindy, maybe like you and I, because we're so close, I was able to express this, um, work through it as a friendship. Our children worked through it even more beautifully and it's behind me. But had I not addressed it, I don't know that I could get through that. What would have happened is I would detach. And do you do that? Do you find that like, okay, say you have an issue and it's one of your children instead of like, and the person's calling you and you don't want to say talking about the person who hurt your child's feelings, no, I'm talking about the, the good friend of the You're talking of, about the parent is one of your good friends. Yes. And so, so then there's some weirdness between the two parents and do you let that go? Or do you feel like you need to confront enough to clear the air, which it sounds like that's what you did and the air is clear. And yes. yes, that's how I function too. And then I come on 50 file and I give names, <laughs> I give weight, yeah, I give did. economic, you know, levels. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. IQs of these people. And no, I um, of course want to know who you're talking about, but I think you have a lot of I grace. Can tell you all 
I can tell you off air, but, but really, I, I think it's just hard to, even like what we just went through, it's sometimes we have these little blurps. They're like little hiccups. But for me, I don't like to not settle every little issue. I want, I just don't, I can't sleep right. It bothers me. I stew on it and I just need to let it go. And the only way I let things go is by communicating and feeling like we're at peace or we can move forward. Now I don't do that on everything. There are so many small things I just let go because they're just not worth it. This was important. I thought this was an important. Well, one. you ready for this one? Fill me in. Well, 4th of July, by the way, I hope you had a wonderful time. I can only imagine because you had Hunter, your firstborn in town in Sun Valley, Idaho for the gorgeous, I mean, it's like an epic 4th of July times here. This summer's here, so amazing. He was here with Sarah, his girlfriend, right? Yeah, we had a really you guys nice have an weekend. amazing holiday. You know what? We we put we took all the little you know the hikes, the dinners, the catching up four days. It was really great, Cindy. And like Cindy said, I mean we're not trying to make everyone come out here and visit because we're really this town is crowded, right, Cindy? But Sun Valley has the most spectacular summers. So and I know on the East Coast right now, I think it's like Hurricane Faye is breezing through there. It's not oh, so no. great. Yes. Oh shoot. And there's there's. Like it's, the weather's just, it's so hot back there and it's so humid. And we just have these glorious days. You know, every day my mother would say, I bet it's really nice out there, Colleen. And I'm like, I hate to tell you it's sunny and it's about 78. Is that not perfect, right? Versus okay. Philadelphia where she is, yeah. which is what? Oh, humidity. And if it's like 96 degrees, Cindy, what happens is for people and everyone who's listening knows that it's the humidity that's like at 100%. Yeah. So how was your 4th of July? Oh, it was great. I mean, so much fun because this is like the holidays right now. It's peak season in Sun Valley, Idaho. So not only do you have the crowds and it's touristy and fun and people watching is spectacular. My latest thing, and I'll get back to that other social debacle thing in a minute, but my latest sort of people watching thing is to see like in restaurants, especially when people walk in with their masks on, which is totally an ordinance right now in our entire valley, across the entire valley. That's a pretty mask. Okay, Colleen's showing off her party favor from her lunch, which is a beautiful mask. You have to tell about that in a sec, but I like to watch people come in with their masks, people that I've never seen before, which is fun this time of year because it's so packed with people from out of town. Like every license plate on cars right now is from a different state than Idaho. It's so busy. And I think part of it is that mass exodus out of the cities to come up into the mountains and get some calm. But I watch these people come in with their masks and I love to see, do they look better with them on or off? Because if <laughs> they take them off, I'm like, oh, I think that one looked better with it on. I'm kidding. No, Joking. Cindy, I get a kick out of the sea. You it's can't tell the big reveal. Like. We could it's have this big, the big reveal, but what is that? You know what? I, I think it's so, when you brought that up, I, it, mask or unmask? Uh, what, do you, what do you think it is? Like, I know what you're saying. I'll, I'll find the same. I don't recognize everybody and people don't recognize me because when I do have my glasses on or my yeah. sunglasses, you know, you're wearing the mask and then you're covering it below your glasses. So I don't think that I'm very recognizable, but I'll witness the same thing. I'll like notice people coming in and then they take off their mask and I'll be like, hmm. So I, I think part of it is it's a smile or their, it's their teeth. Is, is that the part of the face? I mean, what's the most important part of the face? Maybe we're learning that. Maybe we used to think it was all in the eyes, but really it's all in the chin and the smile. 
a lot of women are joking right now without Botox or other beauty things that they haven't been keeping up with since COVID or whatever. They're really liking their face coverings. I mean, there's all kinds of jokes about all that, but I'm, I'm covering my face with my giant readers, which I think are quite stylish. I love them. I, I, every time I see you, I think you're a cross between, I tell you, Demi Moore, Jennifer Gardner, um, and Reese Witherspoon. But I don't know Reese very well in glasses, but I know, I see both those other actresses. You are, you wear them well. And oh my I like gosh. The, I like the dark frames. I do too. I, they're fun. This is by Peepers. Ooh, and they're yeah. not very expensive and they're really stylish and fun right now. They're stylish. They have the higher profile. By the way, we might, starting this date in July 2020, 50 file is going to start launching not only audio on Spotify and as we've been on iTunes, but we're going to start showing some of the video on YouTube for fun. So maybe this is the perfect time to start when Colleen's just get, given me that enormous compliment. Yes, I haven't even showered yet today. Well, I think part of it, my, I think this whole big reveal that we said with the mask, I think what's so true about the podcast might be because we, we, they only hear us, that they only hear that audio. It might be fun for people to see the video just for no reason other than like, oh, she's nothing like I expected or, oh, I thought she was a blonde. You know, you have these impressions of people based on their voices. And you and I, sometimes when I do listen back, we have very similar tones. I mean, oh, yes. Or how about in the very beginning, Cindy, when I would say to you, like, all, like a lot of us, I don't even know my voice. Like we hear ourselves differently. And you know, when we would like, I'm accustomed, I now know what we sound like, right? But prior to podcasting all the time, I was always that girl. When I heard my voice, I'd be like, ooh, that's my voice. Now I kind of know me. I like me. I'm okay with me. I don't like me. I, 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 that's all you I have. You look great. I do like and I think no, we I love to hear the voice. You sound great and you look beautiful. And that luncheon and that pretty mask you were just showing from the luncheon with the, um, you know, gorgeous. Yeah, and it, it was. Is this that? Okay, so this is a, a very from, clever idea. I have a yeah. dear friend, Stephanie Schaffron, who has just published a book. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi, Christine. Hi, nice to see you. Good to see you, Colleen. How what are you? Fabulous. I think you're sorry to interrupt. Okay. That's okay. You Maybe we were just talking about how we're calling, tell about your mask and I'm going to okay, so I'll finish up. I, I, it, this is actually an, an image from her book that she just published called You're Invited. It is a spectacular book on entertaining. It's like the Bible to entertainment. And so it's a each, coffee table book. It's a coffee table book, but uh, there's so many great tips in the book. And it, I mean, ideas and inspiration for entertaining at home. But each of these masks were images from the book. So I think I have, well, there's, they're, they're, in, they're endless, the images, but mine's so pretty, isn't it? So I could wear this, but I'd have to like, well, now Cindy's going to go to the big reveal. Look, so, I don't think I look, I look horrible in a mask. I'm thinking no, I No, you don't. Okay, so I, hold on, Chrissy. So I was terrible on this podcast right now. <laughs> Wait, look at us. Oh, I, I need this. Okay. No, you look so good. What is this I, and I was so I was telling everyone how at, at lunch or dinner every now and then I see people come in with their masks and I'm kind of intrigued and then they take them off and I'm like, put them back on. You look better with them. <laughs> it's a terrible joke. Okay. It happened like well, twice. I get it. It covers half of my face. Oh, quit it. No. Here's no. the beauty. Christine finally no. chose a college. We've been waiting with bated breath and she's going to New York, Aunt Colleen. Congratulations, Christine. I don't think you, I think you, 
You nailed it. Because if you're going to make it anywhere, you're going to make it there. I'm serious. You got to go where the action is. And you're collectively going to be um, training and meeting people who are going to be probably regionally going and staying in that area. So right. I wish you the very she best. She was Disney Thank Beach. So she's an visiting. She's more theater than she is film TV. Yeah. So she was choosing between the West Coast and, and her brothers were at USC and the East Coast. And she's chosen the East and that's more Broadway, more theater, very purist for actresses. I still, I actually, I had someone today, even though I've been on the West Coast for us, I've been gone 29 years, but originally from Philadelphia and, and New York. So I'm right in the middle. And someone said today, well, do you, don't you feel like you're, because you've been gone for so long? I'm like, it's 29 years both ways. I don't know. Where do you consider home? In my heart of hearts, I, it will always be on the East Coast. It's just... It's just, I don't know if it's because not only if it's, if everyone feels that way where they're born, but I still prefer it. It's always going to be home. So I'm excited for you, Christine. There's actually no better city. And this too is going to be full circle. We're going to be talking this time next summer. And hey, Chris, Chrissy can maybe get us a little walk on. I have a bucket list. I got a bucket list. Oh, I mean, background, background. Could you imagine? I'd be like, Christy, can you help me? Out? Well, you like, have to come back with me when I go to see her. Oh, I will. We'll pick back and go see my mother. Remember, you yes. have never been to Philadelphia. Yes. My mother is so now been housebound for so long that the long-awaited trip, because all I am is a train ride away. I'm so close. You'll meet people in New York that actually, it's sort of like Philadelphia is now becoming kind of that suburb outside of the city. A lot of people commute. Right. They take How long is it by together. train? How long? A two-liner is like, you know, an hour and 10, an hour and 15, but oh, fast. it's a very fast train. It's the Metro oh, You'll be but, right by Grandma Pat Ferris. That's yes, you will. My mom and my brother works there, my nieces and my nephews. But what else happens is a lot of people, even before COVID, who might have been living in like Princeton, New Jersey, or Philadelphia and commuting into New York, they would be working at home two days a week and working in the city three days a week. I mean, that's very common there. It's, you know? a, it's an interesting time, you know, to be New York bound just because any major city right now is hobbling a bit from mm -hmm. COVID. So it's going to be interesting. But again, she chose to go east, which for our family, who has been very Western centric for generations, we're all West Coast or at least Western U.S. And uh, this is our first little one to head east. So well, we're you know thrilled. What? You could all be going back there. You might be having a little spot here and a little spot back there. <laughs> well, I think I'll let her have her time back there to spread her wings. But any show or any, give me a reason yes. and I'll be back there. Absolutely. Go have fun. All right, good to see you. Oh, nice seeing you. Good luck, Christine. Oh, no, that's okay. You can, you can tell that. <laughs> tubing. She just went intertubing with friends down the Bigwood River, and she's pretty beat up. She's got scratches. It's, Look it's, at those logs that are out there, Cindy. You know, I remember the kids would raft a little bit. I'd say, yeah. you know, but how fun to have that in our backyard. Good for her. I know. It's so fun here. It's so cute. And by the way, her, you know her boyfriend's from New York, and he calls her little farm girl. Because of Idaho, and he makes potato jokes that he's going to yeah. come up here and visit, and then he won't think potatoes anymore once he comes to some valley. But anyway, thank you for your well wishes, my New York friend, my I'm beautiful. For her. Yes, my beautiful gal. Oh my gosh. And actually, her, her journey is going to open up so many doors and experiences for you that 
I mean, our fun as like as a parent, isn't it fun? You're kind of like, wow, I haven't tried this either. I'm excited to go experience this through my daughter's life. Well, I love it. I just hope by the time she graduates, New York's really moving again. Broadway's going. And you know what I'm saying? The Rockettes, as Colleen once was, Mm -hmm. they're kicking their heels again because right now it's pretty quiet. Okay, so I'm going to tell this quick little social debacle, which I should talk about. And I will not mention names or location or anything like that. But I will tell you that over the 4th, with all the kids here too, and the beauty and everything, it was spectacular. And friends are here and everything. But I had a weird thing happen. This is kind of bizarre to talk about. So go, you know, stop me if I shouldn't. Um, This is going to be fast. But I was at at a party and one of my very good friend's husbands decided to smack me on the derriere with a little bit of a lingering smack. And so I actually thought it was my husband being fresh. And so when I look, it wasn't. And so I went, oh, and he goes, oh, I thought you were my wife. And he mentioned her by name, which I'm not going to. And he's super playful, super fun. And I said, oh, that's so funny. So then I continued on with my conversation in that same position at the party, having a great conversation with someone, not him, but someone else. And it happened again. And I said, what are you doing? You know, and on and on. And then finally a third time. No. So, and by this time, his wife has seen some of this and I'm trying to just make light of the whole thing and how silly and the kids are saying, dad, party fail, quit it. You know, everyone's making light. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is weird in a way, but he's trying to just be really funny and overcorrect the mistake and try to make it super jolly. But I don't think it was totally appropriate and neither does she, because I saw her again and she was not happy. Guess with who? Her husband and you. She blamed you? She is not happy with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, they, usually the people do that. They never want to look at the source. They want to make it, they'll, they'll make an exception for that behavior, like as if you had nothing to do with that, Cindy. I that had was, nothing to do yeah. with it. So her reaction to you, honestly, feel a little, she's, she really is maybe struggling with a lot more with him than you think. And Unfortunately for you, I, as a friend, I don't know how you handle that. I will tell you, if it happened maybe once and it was like, but the second and the third, um, I don't think so. But I have a few questions on this behavior. Well, can I just say quickly before, yeah. because you're my, I love it when you get your EQ going. I don't know that I, I am. I love this about Colleen and I often, this is where the sister thing kicks in. Not only that we kind of know each other's moods and stuff really well and all that, she is a little life coachy. I, I do come to Colleen with some of the big stuff. Because Colleen, you're my life coach. I don't use me as my own life coach. I don't even know what to do with me half the time. But I'm just your tech person no, and no, partner you, on 55. But, tennis partner, my sister, my um, techie person. You've got a lot of roles here. And matter of fact, we need to start, we need to still celebrate my birthday so we yes we do i can't wait so fill me in on the other part of well when you early on talked about do you confront my answer is yes i try to do it gently and everything and i had a mini confrontation about this because the next day that when i saw her because of all these fourth of july events i ran into her again the next day and i could tell 
she was unhappy with me. Little fangs were growing off oh. of her teeth. And I knew it. And I knew it, knew it, just like you know it right now. So, of course, I gently confront. I'm like, you're not upset with the whole little bottom moment, which, by the way, was a big bottom moment in more ways than one. And um, yeah. she said, oh, heavens no. And then she dropped it. But I'm telling you, I've been ghosted. She's not returning my texts. Okay. She's normally really engaging and really into the whole fun summer, everything. Never has she failed to text me back or call me back. She's mad at me. Okay, now I'm ready to hear. Because you know, I don't I, think I'm I want to I'm taking it all in. You know what I'm, I'm really doing? I, of course, we're not sharing any names. I think I know who it is, but. Um, I don't want to confront her again about it. I'm not going can't. to. But I, okay. There's really nothing you can say right now because I think there's so much more to the story. You're just somebody right now that she can ignore and feel like she can make it a mental excuse about that incident and maybe even be mad at you for really nothing you did. I would just, um, I would know in my heart, like you already know, he was very inappropriate. There, he's, he's probably very flirtatious with you. He might have a little bit of a crush. You could have been a conversation well, in their marriage. So. Prior, prior to this party, you could, be, you could have been somebody that she's been like, you know, my husband is, you know, playful or a little too playful. I mean, there's a boundary that everybody, I have my own boundaries for myself and I have my own boundaries for what I have expectations for Charles, say my husband. I don't think it's, I mean, if he crossed the line, now I will tell you this, he had, I had been at a party, you'd be like, oh, and he has actually come to me and said, oh my gosh, I thought that was you and I touched, I mean, okay, so that felt different to it me. It can happen. It can happen. And I would like, like not a big deal. I, I'm only laughing because when you said that, I, I can think maybe of two times that he has told me that, and I don't even know that I witnessed it, but I felt okay that he told me we might have joked about it with the person. I think the fact that it wasn't even joked about or she wasn't part of it makes it even more suspicious. Like, it, could you have said at that moment, oh my gosh, like this has happened to me too. I've left a party, Cindy, and I have, I've kissed, I don't kiss men on the lips. Like, I, I try not to, but I have had two people that at the end of the party, and they, oh my gosh, immediately I go, oh, we kissed on the lips because I don't want my friend to think that I kissed her husband on the lips intentionally i'm letting my husband a know first that oh my god and we've laughed about it so i think had it been something like that it could have been a funny like oh gosh you know she let my husband loves your butt or something silly there's way more to that story and i don't think i would even like unless it's a friend that you do everything with like on a regular is this like a hiking buddy part of the group she, like you she has a vacation home here so i only see her during major holidays but, but we're, we're okay. inseparable when she's here Oh, okay. She so, is one of them. Oh, well, then you might need to... Um, I don't think so. I already confronted many, many confrontation and she denied it. And so I just don't think I can stand to bring it up. That, that is never rare. bring it up to him? That's rare for me to not bring things up. And the answer is no way. Because honestly, I think let's just hope like the girls were saying his daughters were like, party fail, dad. And they were embarrassed. Um, let's just let it be that. And then the wrong person. What do you mean? Cause you said his girls. So I have the wrong person. Oh, you do. Well, okay. after at the after show, when you and I recap and yeah. say goodbye off okay. air, maybe we'll share names, but we won't do that on air. I wish I had more, more. I wish I had 
better advice, but I think some of these scenarios really anymore, like when I, you know, I used to always think if I ran into somebody or something like that happened, it had a lot to do with me. It's usually there's so much more going on in that relationship that even the playfulness of it, I mean, it was so inappropriate. I mean, if he accidentally did it once, it, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Does it, do you feel a little uncomfortable around him now also? No, and I think what you said, the fact that I'm being ghosted makes it more suspect. If it yeah. hadn't hurt her so deeply, then I could just see it all as nonsense yeah. and party fodder, you know? But instead, it's like all of a sudden, have I lost a friend over this? She's mad at me. I mean, give me a freaking break. I can't stand it. Makes me wonder what the big picture is. But before this whole podcast is about me, and I'm going to call it Jen Reese and Demi, because <laughs> I love that you said with these giant oversized readers, I somehow have that look only because I share one thing in common with those three. They have big readers. No. So I take that as a compliment. They have beauty, talent, inspirational. <laughs> no, you have all that. Hey, Cindy, we can't close the show without you going on or filling. Reese. I have to follow up. Yes. So, okay, so Colleen and I have such a delightful friend in common, Allison, and she and another wonderful friend that we really do have in common as well, Brooke, and I were hiking the other day, and, I, and they listened to our podcast, so they were kind of wanting to recap or to have me fill in information about something I said at the end of last week's podcast. Briefly, it's about Daniel, my second, my middle child, two boys and a girl, he's my middle that he recently has just gotten kind of grouchy around the house. He's been so good during all this COVID lockdown, everything. He missed out on graduation from college, all the pomp and circumstance. He got his diploma, but he didn't get to walk just like all the other graduates. And like so many, he's been a great sport about it. But all of a sudden I was noticing real irritability and grouchiness just in recent weeks. And I was using the term like the man or the um, little metaphor of Billy Goat's gruff. He reminded me of, being the troll under the bridge and I'm the billy goat that's trying to be so careful around him and yeah. walk on eggshells only to have no matter what I do, the slightest little crunch of an eggshell and he rears his little troll self and is grouchy, not in a horrible way, but we just were, you know, having moments. And so anyway, he is doing much better. He's, he is in Montana with his best buddy and they're working and having fun and he and I are fine. But for a little bit of time there, we were sort of at odds and I was wishing him the best as he was spreading his wings and getting some space. And I could tell he was just tired of being under our roof and he needs to go explore and do other things. And he did, but it wasn't like we were on the best terms when he left. And so I was filling them in on this the other day on the hike and Allison in particular, who has two boys, one who has been at boarding school for high school. She said, I actually learned about this early in life because my high school student is a boarder. She said, especially with boys, it isn't enough for them to know that we trust them, that we believe in them and we can tell they're ready to launch and we give them everything they need to scaffold or structure them out the door. We believe in you, goodbye. Mm -hmm. That isn't enough for boys. There's a key thing that she said, Someone that she looks at or listens to, Kathleen Fisher, I think her name is. She's a, some kind of a psychiatrist or whatever that is in the Dallas area where Allison is that gives great information. So Kathleen Fisher gave her this idea, but that it's not enough for boys to know that we believe in them. They need to know 
that they can believe that we are going to be all right as well when they're gone. Mm -hmm. In other words, mom is going to be okay because they have a sense of um, wanting to be there for us as our big boys and kind of part of the nest and the tribe and the program to take care of their moms a little bit. So there's a little bit of guilt in leaving. And so that's where they sort of get irritable right before they're ready to launch because they, they almost need to have a dust up to get them out and a push out the door because they have some guilt about going. They're afraid I to pay their mothers. That too. They so after that hike, and then I'll stop, but after that hike, oh, I had already left for Montana and I texted him this beautiful little text. And again, Brooke and Allison were like, just text and, and give him, you know, a sense. And so I did. And I specifically said, I want you to know how proud I am of you and that I know you're okay, but I want you to know I'm okay. And it was a little more involved than that, but it all worked great. And all of a sudden within an hour, he sent me like this beautiful long text and it was so sweet and heartfelt and he just opened back up where before he was kind of closing off and being grouchy and so it worked Kathleen Fisher Allison Brooke thank you so much no Allison you did you gave I I saw Cindy shortly after your conversation I was with you when you got uh Daniel's text and I could just see it in your face that sense of peace and relief yes we were together yeah isn't it so true like what you're saying here, you know, I, you spend your whole life too, like, oh, I love you so much. I can't imagine my life without you. Like, you say those things all through mothering, right? And then, you know, I remember when they would go to college, the, the, you know, like if there was any sort of dust up in that summer, people would remind me, oh, well, that's kind of like, you know, they, they can't make it that easy because they know you're going to miss them. And to reassure them, like that, like that is such a simple thing to reassure your child of that you forget, I'm going to be okay. But it's because I spent all those years kind of doing the same thing. Like, how could I live without you? I've done remarkably well because I think what happens is the alternative to me would just be a failure to launch, a a complete failure in having the next chapter open up for them. They should be out there experiencing it on their own. And there is this change and shift that happens to us, Cindy, but like, look at the way you're embracing Christine. Maybe we just get better at it with each child too. Like, She's making her way to the big apple, like the big New York city. And it, it, it gets, it, maybe it doesn't get easier, but maybe we just get used to it. Cause you used to say that, Oh, Colleen, you're good at that because I was a little bit further ahead than you were. I don't think you're that I'm as good at it as other than, I don't think I'm as good as you think I am. I'm just, I'm getting excited for them to begin their life. And I want to be supportive, but totally. It's just, that's really, it's important to share that, Cindy, because so many of us, like this time in life for a lot of our kids has been a little stagnant. Some people, the college graduates who are so eager and have put in all the work to get to the next phase in life have some, you know, challenges. There's maybe not, there's not the hiring going on, but look at it like- Oh my gosh, it's a total lockdown. It's the most, uh, last week we called it the doldrums. It's the strangest thing. But But of all the things- I just hadn't thought of that one piece of the puzzle that the girls talked about where boys especially need to know mom is going to be okay. Yeah. Do you think think maybe our sons, because both your girlfriends, we all have two boys. Those two gals, Brooke and Allison, have two amazing sons. And we have now our sons and our daughters. But um, the birth order being the two boys first, I mean, it is. I think that 
you know, I find my sons to be rather protective of me in a way that, that my daughter, it's not that she's not protective, they're bigger and they're stronger. And, I, you know, they, I, they, they do, they're, they're always kind of filling me, filling me up or I feel like I have them to lean on now, especially now that they're 25 and 27. I go to them for some financial advice. I mean, it's just, it, it's a different rapport. It is. I just, I don't even know what I'm saying other than I'm listening to you like, even, I don't know how much it changes. I mean, now I'm guiding my sons into, you know, they're, they're, they're eager to please me still. Like, oh, girlfriend's a perfect example. You know, they like when I'm really like their girlfriend. Do you feel the same like they're, it's not an approval thing. I just haven't been in a situation where I haven't pretty much liked what they've chosen to do. I mean, I've liked who they've dated. I like where they're at. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do the silly things that I get criticized for, for example. Hunter's hair is really long. His girlfriend likes his hair long. I like his hair short. It's not about me, but he still makes a comment like, my mom really likes my hair short. It reminds me of like, I shouldn't even have an opinion, right? But you find yourself saying things like that. Well, like of I course, do. you're his mother yeah. forever. And that's okay. It's it. so benign. It's so benign. Well, I'm so, so happy. Young, all of us have longer hair than we've ever had in our entire lives I, I, because of COVID. I mean, I, mine was so long. I finally got it cut the other day. So it's, it's a little more manageable, but oh my goodness, if we're going to really start loading these onto YouTube, maybe I should do my hair. Well, this, the, only, no, the only, the only, I only look, my only blue draw my hair and took a shower with Cindy knows this is not, this is not common. I'm usually in my visor and my workout stuff, but the YouTube will be fun. I, I we will start that. Let's do it. Let's Just do it. I have my nice little picture. It's funny. We'll have to find, oh, I'm so busy watching people now when they're zooming. I'm very distracted by the background. So I'm going to find a nicer background for myself. You have the door there, but Cindy. I just keep it. It's because I like the lighting because I, I go know. to classes on Zoom and I'm always right here. This particular window has mm -hmm. the best light. And I take these acting classes sort of in a master's program, I've decided to call it. It's two yeah. years. It's okay. phenomenal. But they like very nondescript backgrounds. They like the opposite. So this is my spot. It's going to be boring for YouTube. I don't care. You no. will do all the beautiful. Well, I have the window here also. So maybe I should stay. Maybe you right want here. to stay with the elephant. Yes. Listen, I have to get in the shower and beautify for dinner. I love you, Colleen. I love you. I love everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Cindy, have a great night. Happy summer, everyone. Stay positive. Mwah. We're on probably for YouTube.